Welcome to another episode of That's a Wrap Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jay Rosales. We are joining you on Friday the afternoon. We're recording this on Friday afternoon, July the 2nd. We are trying to multitask, recording a podcast and watching some Spain versus Switzerland Euro Cup action. But yes, I am very happy to be joining you. I can't believe we're already halfway through 2021. We've entered July and... There's lots to talk about with three weeks leading up to the NBA draft with the with an NBA finalist already decided and hopefully one more decided this weekend. But before we jump into everything, Dre, how are you doing, man? Chris Paul's in the finals. I don't, even, I don't yeah. even know why that matters that much. But like the, the sentimentalist deep down inside of me is like, man, this is beautiful. But. Come back, Giannis, and kick his ass for me, will you? So, uh, otherwise, yeah, uh, NBA basketball, when it comes to the playoffs, has never been this predictable, not for at least the last number of years, at least 10 years. So, as a basketball fan, what's not to love outside of those injuries? That's the only thing that's really put a damper on everything. Otherwise, this has been peak basketball. Jason, how are you mm-hmm. doing? I'm good, man. It's good to talk to you guys. This is going to be quite a an interesting uh, conversation, uh, this episode in particular, because we got a lot of news going on, some good, some bad, but we'll try to go through all of it. But until then, welcome, everybody, to That's a Rap Podcast, a podcast by Raptors fan, for Raptors fan, of course. And we all know that the Raptors aren't in the playoffs, but like Dre said, it's been a doozy, man. This These playoffs have been great. I think... You know, piggybacking on what you said, Dre, I think the sentiment when it comes to CP3 going to the finals is it's kind of we kind of think that uh, Chris Paul is like the Western Conference Kyle Lowry, you know, like yeah. the, the point god of them all. And the fact that he's never been into the NBA finals, just like in 2019, Kyle Lowry's never been in the NBA finals. You have the same reactions going on and finally realizing you're going to make it to the NBA finals only four games away of uh, carrying that Larry OB. So I, I don't know. I think it's kind of nice. And I saw this really funny tweet where uh, they had a back-to-back picture of Chris Paul and LeBron James. So Chris Paul at 36, he's holding the Western Conference Final Trophy. LeBron James at 36, he's a cartoon character in Space Jam 2. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So uh, no congratulations comment. to the Phoenix Suns, man. I, I, I'm, I'm happy for you guys, man. Like, go, get, go get that. Go get that ring for sure. All right. So before we go into the... Uh, playoffs, the NBA playoffs, there has been some news when it comes to the Toronto Raptors side. And I'm not saying that this is good news uh, at all. Uh, but, you know, if you guys haven't seen already, there has been breaking news that Jalen Harris, um, our second overall pick in, in 2020, he has, the NBA has released a statement that he has been dismissed and disqualified from the NBA for violating terms of the league's anti-drug program. Harris is eligible to apply for reinstatement in one year. Basically, if he wants to be reinstated, he will have to put through that argument of saying, uh, there's no significant fault or negligence on his part under unusual circumstances. The player did not know or suspect taking, ingesting, applying, or otherwise using the drug. So I feel, okay, first of all, I just want to say, Jalen Harris, I hope you do get the the help you need because uh, this is a serious situation. I feel like uh, when it comes to these situations, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to believe that the NBA will just kick somebody out so fast without thinking about, you know what? He might be going through something. 
he maybe it's it's probably a better idea to help him go through uh rehab or or not just like kick him out in 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 terms of like you can't do you've been training all your life to get into this place and now you're gonna be kicked out because of a decision that you made and it's just hard to to see that you see someone like uh uh Devante or Delonte West right he's he obviously has a going through substance abuse and having to go through rehab but the nba didn't help him with that and and this has happened before too uh tyreek evans was also dismissed and disqualified from the nba uh for the same terms he was eligible to reapply and reinstated in two years which is actually this year malik monk was suspended in 2020 john collins was suspended in 20 for 25 games in 2019 and even deandre ayton was suspended 25 games in 2019 so First, that's a lot of stuff to digest, but guys, when you heard that news that Jalen Harris was disqualified from the NBA, what was your first reaction? I've got to ask before we continue, do we know what the drug was? We don't no, know they, what the drug was. They it's, said, yeah, they, they said that they weren't allowed to. Right, but there is a, you can start to single out certain drugs and start to hone in on a couple if you look at why he would be dismissed. He would be dismissed for using a drug of abuse. And Blake Murphy tweeted out that list of the drugs of abuse. And some of the ones that kind of jump out to me here, there's cocaine, LSD, various opiates like codeine, morphine. So it could be any one of those, right? And, you know, we haven't heard any statement from Jalen in terms of what uh, it could have been, but that's kind of the, the... So, in other words, what I'm trying to say is it's something pretty serious. It's not like it's marijuana or anything. Right. Which is not part of the CBA agreement. I don't think that if you were... I, I think that in the... St- like, I'm trying to think about when um, Caruso got arrested for marijuana. Yeah. I think it was because he was in a state that was illegal. Not right. because of the NBA. Right. So, in this case, I feel like for Jalen Harris... And thinking of like the first, the first thing I thought it was like he's probably like it had to do with uh, enhancement drugs, like steroids or something. But That's if that was thinking, the case, yeah. it yeah, would have not... been uh, it, it would they would have called it out as a, a substance enhancing drug. But it wasn't. It was like talking about like those drugs that you were were alluding to, Jay. Jay. Yeah. So Dre, that so you kind of have a gist of what it might be. Um, so yeah, something it's, where it's clearly yeah. getting out of hand, and this is at this point his uh, his mental well being is being affected by potential addiction and or harm. Yeah, I think that's yeah. I, that's I, I would say same. that's a fair a fair assessment, right? Again, we're we're running on a couple of assumptions here, but right. mm-hmm. um, the fact that it was caught in his system, you know, and in where again we're we're all we're doing right now is just making some very vague assumptions here right but mm-hmm. yes it was caught in the system whether it was uh, you know what i'm not even going to bother listing the drugs i don't want to put it in, in people's heads of what it could be because it it may not be as serious it may be we don't even know how much was caught but uh, i guess the fact of the matter is yes he was caught with something and it's automatic right and i'll just add two more names to the list of the names that you'd listed there um jason but there's also oj mayo who is uh suspended mm. who right was was dismissed and he never was reinstated so that that's a possibility uh chris anderson the birdman was was also dismissed he did the minimum he was reinstated after two years which again as you pointed out jason tyreek evans will try to do that probably try to do this summer but yeah sorry dre i went on off a tangent there um what are your thoughts uh well first off uh 
it's never a wrong time to shout out the Birdman. Uh, secondly, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a must. Um, but as unfortunate as it is, I mean, it just is what it is. It's kind of like the league's not doing this to not necessarily like punish the guy or to to ruin his life. It's to prevent how much worse it can get. It's like one of these preemptive things that like schools or jobs can do. It's not to try and hurt somebody's legacy or their standing. It's more to help as bluntly as possible to help with something that's going on. So again, we don't know what the drug is, how severe it is, but basically it's a no tolerance type of policy you know, it, it could be tough because you can argue in favor of some or against some or what the usage was like. We don't know, but to see this type of reaction, it must have been enough. And yeah, I hope he gets the help that he needs because this, this clearly doesn't seem like it's in control, let's say. This doesn't just happen, so... I wish the best because that's not an easy road to to backtrack from, to try and find a new path. It's a very difficult thing, addiction, uh, withdrawal. Again, we don't even know what the severity it is. For all we know, the guy could have just dropped some acid and just tried to play video games, and oops, my bad, I got picked up for it. So we don't actually know, but this is still a huge reminder to people in the league that even if you do like the tiniest amount and you get caught, you could throw it all away and it's just not worth mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And, and I, don't, I don't have much more to add to what you just said there, Dre, I think, and, and you, you as well, Jason, I think you guys both said it quite well that we, I agree. I echo your sentiments. I, I hope that he gets the help that he, he needs again. He's, he's young, right? He's, he's the second youngest on this roster. So at that age, you're going to make mistakes, and he will learn from this. We we've seen mm-hmm. how he's been able to to fight through some adversity in his rookie season. I have fully hope that he he does get the help he he needs, and that he does recover from this as it pertains to to the team and what this effect means. His his contract is because he was going to enter as a restricted free agent this offseason. His contract is now null and void, so it will not count towards the salary cap. He will probably he could even file a grievance. So there's there's also that to keep in mind that he could file a grievance. He could be reinstated, but right now the assumption is that he he is not, and he is gone for at least the next two. I I, I can't remember. And, and Jason, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Is it one year or two years? But I think the standard is two. I think it's one year because of him being a rookie. Right. Okay. Okay. So at the very least, he's, he's not in for this this year. He he can get back on the books next year. Um, but um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it really is quite unfortunate. Mm-hmm. If we also consider all the other things that are already happening in Raptorland, where they have to, you know, make decisions on Masai Ujiri and Kyle Lowry and how to what to do with this draft pick, and now there's this. So there's there's a lot happening that. Um, in this organization and it's unfortunate this had to happen to uh, one of our up and coming yeah. bright stars. Yeah. And I remember him, I, I think it was his IG stories or something that he was, he showed him in like a cast uh, for yeah. his foot, what was a parent foot injury. So, but again, like, like Dre and Jay said, like it's, we're all kind of running through assumptions and, and we don't want to do that because there's so little news coming out. All we know is that he was disqualified from the NBA for breaking an anti-drug program. And it's, it sucks. It sucks to hear something like that, especially 
for any pl- player who's worked so hard to get into this position for an up-and-coming star like Jay and Harris. So I hope the best for him and I hope the best for anybody out there who is going through the same thing because you know what? You're, you're not alone and recovery is hard and don't think that you're alone in that. So I just hope that he seeks the help that he needs. And, and so I, I, I don't want to continue with the, with the bad news when it comes to the NBA, but it, it's kind of been a hard couple of days when it comes to like the NBA PR, because look, you have, this news of a player going uh, being disqualified uh, and not being able to do what he loves. But then you have like, again, there's a lot of assumptions going on, but the, the whole speculation of, uh, you know, Jason Kidd getting the uh, a head coaching job, a player like Chauncey or an ex player like Chauncey Phillips getting a head coaching job. And it's hard to see when you see a player who violated an anti-drug program and automatically be dismissed while players and coaches who have ongoing cases of abuse and assault are allowed to continue their careers. You think about past um, ex-Raptor Terrence Davis. And like I said, Jason Kidd and Chauncey Billups, like it's, it's just a hard PR move. And I know you guys saw that, uh, I guess, press conference with Chauncey Billups. And I guess one of the reporters asked Chauncey is like, well, you know, what have you gained from the experience 25 years ago? And before Chauncey was able to respond, uh, you could see, the GM of the Portland Trailblazers drinking some water and telling like Super the moderator, awkward. yeah, to like, hey, let's move this along. It was it was awkward. So if you want someone to like, I feel like that was a legitimate question. What like you should be you should be allowed to say your piece and what you learn and what you're going to bring. And it was just so weird when you saw uh, that GM like drinking a sip of water and be like, no, 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 let's let's pass this, man. Yeah, and it's also what he said in terms of like we we've we've got this under control or we've done our due diligence or something to that effect. I can't remember the exact wording, but it really it just made it even worse that a they're they're kind of it almost seems like they're sweeping it under the rug, yes. and they're they're willing to to forego that. And if they're not, if they are doing their due diligence, then what's the harm in saying that? What's the harm in saying that we've done our checks and everything is good? Like it was not a good look at all the, in terms of how how he looked answering that question. Chauncey didn't you know, blink an eye and the words even were, were very unsettling because it, it just adds to that negative impact that this is going to have. And, you know, the, the trickle down effect of this is, is also, I believe it was within the same day, Dame Lillard said he had no part in this hiring process, which I think he like RT'd a, a Toronto Raptors fan too. Oh, really? Was that like a whole controversy on that? I'm not too sure what it would like, but I know that it was a it was a fellow Raptor fanatic that RT'd um, Dame or re, uh, responded to Dame, and then Dame RT'd that comment saying I had no idea about it and I wasn't yeah. part of the process. On this topic, I feel like we should shed light on another individual whose name has come up a lot. Yes. Um, for other reasons, it's the uh, the final days of Marv Albert who's uh hanging up the mic giving up his uh you know his uh analyst career of many years like 60 some some 60 some odd years um whose own allegations and act not even allegations like it actually went to trial and everything um Mm. his own assault cases just nobody's bringing it up and like i understand that somebody can grow i don't fully like where cancel culture is going but i do like the idea that 
somebody who's done things that have just not been answered for can finally be confronted about them because this is this isn't about ruining reputations this is about answering for the people that have been abused and i think that's what a lot of people forget and unfortunately in the entertainment industry whether it's sports film music a lot of people unless you're like the worst of the worst like like an r kelly or uh harvey weinstein people are willing to turn a blind eye so they could keep enjoying their work whether it's the, the like their games that they play the the analyses that they provide the movies that they make the performances they act the music they make and it's just unfortunate because with all of this in mind and it's hard to compare cases with cases a couple of days ago uh bill crosby or bill cosby just got released because his charges got overturned i don't know what's going on but i feel like when it comes to money power the entertainment one can provide a lot of these bad histories are kind of being just willingly forgotten about and it's it's tough because i think too many people view this as that you know they've changed they they've moved on la which it, which might be true but at the same time if you destroy somebody else's life or lives which are even worse i don't necessarily see where the line should end with that where if you steal gummies from from the like the uh, 7-eleven that's not great either but you're hardly doing anything like terrible when you're destroying lives through sexual assault and abuse or rape, I think that should be answered for. And I feel like it's your own damn fault if you have to answer for to it for the rest of your life. It's your own damn fault. Nobody asked you to do this. Yeah, and and very good points in there. And yeah, I, I, I thought you were actually going to go in a different direction with that. but And I'm going to bring that up. And that is... We're also we haven't even mentioned Jason Kidd's hiring, right? I mean, I, we may, right. maybe because we spoke about it previously, but yeah. Jason Kidd's hiring also falls into this this category of someone who had, at the very least, alleged but possibly had domestic violence in their past. And I guess my question is more. And first of all, I agree. I agree that that you know the the lives of those affected should really be taken into account here, right? And whether or not the allegations were true in in Bill Cosby's case they they were i mean like they're what i'm trying to get at is bringing it back to the basketball side of things if if the candidate is neck and neck with other candidates shouldn't that be the deterrent from hiring that person like if you have someone who has a you know from what we know a clean history and has just as good coaching credentials and it's more of an apples to apples comparison from their coaching resumes. Let's say someone like a Becky Hammond, why choose the one with a possibly shady past? Why choose the one who could possibly alienate your superstar in Dame Lillard? I don't know. The decision-making here is, is it's mind boggling to me because it has happened in more than one instance over the last week alone in the NBA and then even beyond the NBA when you consider Dre's examples, right? So it's it's really disheartening to hear all of these hirings and and 
the domino effect it has had. So I, I'm just hoping that some good can come out of this. I don't know what good, what that good will be. I honestly don't because it's, it's not looking so great right now. And mm -hmm. whatever openings are still there that people are hiring for, I hope that the better decisions are made by other teams because there are some really good candidates out there, the candidates who don't have checkered pass. And I don't and know. It, it's I, not even checkered pass. Like that's bad enough as it is. Have we seen Jason Kidd actually be a really good coach at all? Like, with everything into account, if he was, like, the GOAT, like, a fantastic coach, and he would have to be the greatest coach in order for us to be like, okay, hold on a second. He's done some really bad stuff in his past. Should we reconsider this? Otherwise, if you're, like, mediocre or worse and you've got a shady history... Like, them's the breaks. You shouldn't have done what you did. You know? Like, he, I don't mean to be disrespectful. Is he actually a good coach? Be, like, having said everything. I, I will choose to be disrespectful. I don't think he's a good coach. That's that's where I stand on it. And, and like, like, what is this? Like <laughs> Exactly, right? He's, from mm -hmm. from what I've seen, not a good coach. And then you also have the checkered pass. So yeah. what what are we missing here, right? So Great player, but that doesn't cut it. That, that, like, when it comes to these things right now, a great player doesn't mean, doesn't mean anything. Might need a cuss button. I'm going to, I'm going to go off the rails. <laughs> Jason, what are your thoughts? See, yeah, when it comes to Jason Kidd, uh, Chauncey Billups, I mean, I feel like we've already seen uh, Jason Kidd with a team and a budding superstar, and that didn't go very well. His best play was to drop a let's run into me while I have water in my <laughs> yeah. hands. So <laughs> that in itself should be like, I don't know why you're hiring this guy. Chauncey Billups, I have nothing to say about his coaching career, uh, but it's, you know, the Trailblazers have always been one of those um, teams that, kind of avoided any trouble uh, avoided any controversy so now having this knowing that dame lillard is not too happy about the hiring like they're they're you know going through a shitstorm right now and also i, I keep i can't uh, i keep on forgetting what uh, the gm of the blazers uh his name is but what he said about becky hammond too was kind of disheartened as well and and it, it kind of made me like it, put a bad taste in my mouth when he when she was like uh, when it comes to possibly hiring becky he said and i quote we absolutely admire becky she had a great she did a great job obviously making as far as the ownership level of an interview process isn't easy and in my head i'm like what do you want like a cookie for allowing her to talk to the ownership like no you're you in your name in the name of the trailblazer you're trailblazing and you if you if you want to take that into consideration becky has a great reputation when it comes to being um a great assistant coach when it comes to uh like a descendant of pop like it's that it's it's written it's written in the, in, in your name but right? i think Be a trailblazer. Like, i think like the additional thing and this is where it gets super frustrating we don't know her full credentials okay that's all well and good why can we take these risks with like somebody like steve nash or jason kidd or these former players who might not have coaching experience sure they might have had great ball iq does that make him great coaches though no but we still take a chance why can't we take a chance with somebody like Becky? There's a, also, there's her, a her, play career, her playing career was just as good though, right? Exactly. Like, exactly. Mm -hmm. But like, if you're going to go into like the whole, we don't know how she's going to fare out thing. How do you know Steve Nash is going to fare out as a coach? You know how many players turned coaches are actually good? Like, I mean, great. 
outside of like a Larry Bird? Not many. Like, not many. So why can we take these risks, but we can't take other risks which could expand the field in a better way? Because you keep styming yourself with, with players who might not be great transitioning as coaches or owners or GMs, you know, looking at somebody like MJ, when we could be expanding, you know, in terms of people, cultures, races, genders, and you can get the same or even better effect. Why is it not worth a try? And and you know what? I'm glad that you brought that up, Jason. The the whole I, I can't believe I missed this because that's what pissed me off the most about this is not so much the Billups hiring, it was the the way they treated Becky Hammond. Yeah. Right. And and what you said there, Jason, in terms of like, oh, but she got to meet the owner and like that's what the fuck does that even Basically, mean? Basically, that's their way of saying right. we did our part. It's it's like if you right. uh, if you ask somebody if you have something in stock and they go to the back just to text on their phone to come out. Mm-hmm. Well, I checked. No, like, <laughs> no, you didn't. Like, you didn't do what I asked. Like, you're not doing the right thing. You're just pretending. So we'll shut up. Yep. I don't think it, at this point, honestly, at this point, I don't feel like any team, including the Raptors, man, including the Raptors that uh, deserves to have Becky Hammond as a, as a head coach. I feel like if anybody, once Pop retires, it should go to Becky. And I think that's how the stars align for her to be a head coach. And that, you know, I, I hope that I hope that happens because I think the, she is well deserving as well as any person uh, in the NBA sphere, in the WNBA sphere, in the college professional sports i think everybody should have a chance to be a head coach in this league uh because that's you know it's it's 2021 man we got to give everybody a chance okay Mm -hmm. let's take a break it's it's been a pretty heavy conversation so far let's take a break we'll come back we'll talk about a little bit uh about some trade rumors when it comes to the raptors also what's going on in the playoffs in team canada as well all right take a break talk to you guys soon second we're gonna listen to uh one of your requests we're gonna stick to basketball now all right so uh, <laughs> we're gonna talk about basketball because uh, that's what we're good we'll, at <laughs> we'll keep that internal <laughs> everybody oh uh, well welcome back to that's rep pockets a podcast by raptors fans or raptors fans and basketball fans so i know the the first half was a little uh a little deep a little heavy conversation which is necessary you have to have these kind of conversations amongst your peers amongst yourselves amongst your family so it's good to talk about them uh and also have budding argument 
Nuggets too, because those are healthy as well. Let's talk about basketball. Let's talk about some trade rumors. I know everyone has seen these before. Everyone has Photoshop, man. Everyone can throw on a jersey on some other star that they want on their team. Especially you but, Lakers fans. Yeah, Lakers fans always want somebody, and they feel like they everybody wants. Well, I mean, it's LA. Everyone does want to play for the Lakers. But regardless, there are some trade rumors out there that are floating around that have been causing some stirrups when it comes to the Raptors in particular. One of which, and and Dre and Jay, I know you guys saw this one. I think it was Ryan Rossello or was it somebody else? I don't remember. But someone put out a trade rumor of the Warriors will send the number seventh pick of this year, Wiseman, as well as Wiggins for Pascal Siakam. Uh, oh, sorry. I was on mute. I was throwing up. Go ahead. <laughs> um, okay, so here's the difference between the two. Uh, but the two, I mean, both Warriors players. Pascal Siakam tries really hard and gets into his own head, but he tries really hard, and when he shows up, he shows up. Maple Jordan still has not reached the potential that he could have had, and Wiseman is kind of following suit where he's good, but he's just not good enough. So you want people who have never reached the ceiling or a guy who can reach the ceiling but is his own worst enemy. I'm going to stick with Siakam. I think it's a ridiculous trade. No, thank you. Uh, actually, a couple things there. Well, with, with Wiseman, he's shown to be fairly good offensively. It's defensively. He really is Yeah, really crap. But that's what um, we would need. We would need the yeah, tall absolutely. defender. Yeah, absolutely. And then the, the point with Wiggins, he's actually, I would consider this past season his best season of his career and a sign that you know, maybe the expectations were were way too high initially, especially when you're the first overall pick. But at the same time, he had a really good season. And I personally, I really liked his growth defensively. And it showed that he can be he can be really good just when he's not the primary. Right. And I, I thought he was uh, he had a really solid season in Golden State. Having said that, even if you throw in the seventh pick, I'm, my reasoning for rejecting this trade is because. What are you hoping to get from Wiseman, from Wiggins, and from the seventh pick? You're hoping that you're getting a player with a two-way playability that Pascal Siakam already offers you. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. And on top of that, Pascal's had some pretty bad luck over the past 18 months. Mm -hmm. So in other words, he still has room for growth. So what you're hoping to get from any one of those players mentioned or possibly drafted from the Warriors you already have in Siakam, who is also still developing. So that's a hard no from me. And um, yeah, let's move on. Yeah. Unless Jason, you have a, you think differently. No, I agree with you guys. I, agree with, I feel like Siakam, again, he's like, what, one year away from being on the second team All-NBA. I mean, Wiggins is showing up in Team Canada jersey. That's for sure. Wiseman, I don't see anything of him outside of maybe, maybe reaching the Aiton uh, DeAndre Ayton status, maybe. And, you know, we already have a number four pick. I don't know if we really need the the, the seventh to 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 draft somebody like a Wiseman, right? Mm -hmm. So I would keep my, I, I'd keep my chips with Siakam. Here's another one that I think that you guys might enjoy. Um, I think ESPN, uh, a writer on ESPN threw up this one. The number, the Raptors will send the number four pick as well as Dre, as well as Aaron Baines for... Shea Gilders Alexander to the OKC Thunder. Do you think Bobby Marks will do that? No, oh, Bobby Marks is is not OKC. Sam Presti. Sam Presti. Sam Presti. Thank you, sir. Um, what do you guys think about that one? While we're not going to fix every problem that our team has, that would be that would be pretty good 
in general. I think we would still have to do additional moves, but the idea of it in general, Shai Gilgis is a fantastic player. I feel like we could find a way to to make that work again with additional moves, because you know, getting rid of Baines as much as he sucks, we still need a five. And I know that we have um, we have a couple of people that could take that position, but I feel like we need at least another one, which uh, Shay isn't. So we would need we would still need that role filled. But having said that, in terms of our our modus our our mo for having like these young players, this young team, just kind of just growing together the guy's the guy's a dog and he's fantastic i i i like it it, it we would need to do something else but the general like the general question of this particular trade i would not mind that at all to be mm-hmm. honest i think that would be pretty sweet i i do it in a heartbeat i think that even if you don't do this move you still are though the way the roster is currently constructed you are trying to find a, a five and that five could still end up being Ken Birch who right. who the Raptors could just resign and who obviously wants to stay here but the the Raptors are going to need some help at at the five regardless whether this trade happens or not I say do this trade I would do it in a heartbeat mm-hmm. I understand the the upside in possibly getting a Suggs or a Green or a Mobley here but what you're hoping from them and this is the same argument I said would rejecting the Warriors trade for yep. Siakam is that what you're hoping to get, you're getting already, right? And it, yep. if you're hoping for a top 30 player out of the draft, that's where SGA is already, right? And it's amazing how quickly he has grown. And his age also lines up perfectly with our current core. He, he's 23 and our core of OG and Fred and Pascal are all within 24 and 27 age of So right now he would fit perfectly within that. Unfortunately, it would really spell the end for, for Kyle Lowry. But the the hope here is that either he signs with a contender and we're all happy for him, or the Raptors work out some sort of a sign and trade where you do fill that spot at the five, where you do fill another, another need on the roster. So I would do this in a heartbeat. Jason, what about you? Yep. 100%. I mean, SGA, he's he's incredible. I mean, if you throw in like a Lou Dortz in there, that's even better. But I mean, honestly... <laughs> that's not getting greedy now. I know, right? I know, I know. But I don't think OKC is going to do this for one because they're already enamored with a bunch of draft picks that are going to happen for the next 10 years. So does Sam Presti really need this? I don't think so. And SGA is already... a. I would say he's going to be a like a top 20 player soon. In, in in the coming years so let's not I forget let's I'll... not forget okc just acquired kemba walker so if if there's a mm. feeling that you know what we've mm. kind of got our scoring lead guard now maybe <laughs> we, we, we have a guy we have a guy that could score we don't need to yeah. we can get rid of shy <laughs> Man, man, we're really doing stuff well. We know, here, okay. we know, you know, you you pointed it out already. Sam Presi is addicted to draft picks for some reason. So you dangle yeah. this in front of him, Masai. Work, work <laughs> I, your mind tricks, and uh, I like how know. how Danny Age kind of had that moniker of being obsessed with draft picks, and then Sam Presi comes in and is like, <laughs> "You want to see addicted? You want to see addicted? You could go up to this guy and be like, give. Uh, we want like back in the day." We want to trade Rafael Ruggio for Kevin Durant. Not happening. But we'll add uh, a 15th draft pick. Okay, <laughs> we'll make it work. Done. Let's we'll do make it. it work. Lottery balls. <laughs> Give it to me. 
Oh, Who needs Kevin Durant when you can get the future? <laughs> oh man! All right, so let's let's move on with these uh, this year's this NBA playoffs that are happening. Seattle's right rolling in its grave. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> hey man, Seattle might get a, get a team soon. So <laughs> okay. Uh, but when it comes to this year's playoffs, your your Phoenix Suns are going to the NBA Finals. Not since. The Charles Barkley of old, I believe 93. it was in like 90, 93. Yeah. Wow. It's been time since Phoenix, uh, I think the it's Phoenix Suns in the like NBA. That. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I believe so as well. Have gone to the NBA finals led by Chris Paul. Now, so let me throw this stat for you guys. The Suns had just a 30.2 winning percentage in the previous five seasons entering this one. And now they're heading to the NBA finals which is incredible, which is I think that Monty Williams should have won the coach of the year, which is also a Chris yeah. Paul. I feel like he should have I if if they win, if the Phoenix Suns win the NBA Finals, Chris Paul should get the Finals MVP. So I want to get your thoughts on one, Phoenix Suns going to the NBA Finals, Chris Paul finally going to the NBA Finals. Also, Patrick Beverly's push at the end of the game. Oh, God. <laughs> and, and also his apology on Twitter. All of that, guys, what do you think? What are your thoughts? Um, okay, so I think this is just such a beautiful thing. When we saw the bubble, I, I can assure you, Phoenix is one of those teams where people are like, oh, my God, why are they here? Let's just not do the play-in tournament. Just this is stupid. Yet they were the only team to go undefeated. And mm-hmm. I remember so many people were, were like, you know, they won them over just from that eight game run. And it's like, wow, this is fantastic. And I remember that, uh, that, that Monty talk, like after the, after, you know, they were eliminated, not because of anything they did, but it just was the way that things were. They won every game. The teams that were supposed to lose didn't. And he had that pep talk and it's like, this is like some remember the Titans crap. Like this is like, if this actually is legitimate and they do well, this is like some cinematic movie poetry. And here we are. It's been a year. They were second in the West. I think even overall in the league, if not, they were like third or something. Yeah. Overall, overall. Yeah. Second overall as well. Okay. So the, the jazz crumbles. But these guys, even with Chris Paul out because of uh, safety protocol related stuff and, you know, attracting COVID, they still persevered. And, you know, you brought up Chris Paul winning a finals MVP. That might not be the case. There's a chance that that could be Booker. There's a very Mm -hmm. slim chance that could also be Aiden. We don't know, depending on who they face, what that could look like. Because lest we forget, uh, Andre Godala is a finals MVP. And that's not like undeserving. That's it's uh it's a bit of a, a difficult topic because you know should it have been Steph la-di-da but on this Suns team there's so much talent you know Crowder as well there's so much talent that... could, be, could be campaign god right. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's going to be point. Cameron Payne but I'm just <laughs> like I feel like it's a miracle he's as good as he is right now like I'm, I'm impressed by him too but um you know with all things considered when it comes to the Suns like that's just a beautiful thing. And then you've got the other two Easter teams left. You've got the Giannis led bucks, which Giannis, I, I hope you get better very soon. Uh, I'm glad that mm-hmm. they pulled off the win without him. They have one game. They're one game away. They're one win away from being able to make it to the finals for the first time with this, this uh, Giannis led team. 
or it could be the Hawks, who even more than the Suns in the bubble are completely written off, and all they needed was just a coaching change, just one or two more minor pieces like Lou Will. And guess what happens? You're like two wins away from the NBA Finals. Like what a slept on team. So with everything left, this is still very exciting. But of course, you've got the poetry of the Suns. You've got Chris Paul, who's never made a Finals. He might not actually win, but this is the closest he's ever gotten. And he has a chance to actually get get a ring on that finger of his. So you're you're missing one more piece of poetry. That's the poetry of oh, I know. What I believe the say. words of of Patrick Beverly saying <laughs> to Steph Curry, "The last five years are yours. The next five years are mine." Uh, that seems quite poetic right now. Dre, you missed yeah. out on the push. What were your thoughts on the push? Well, uh, I was going to get to that because uh, lest we forget, Chris Paul moved on to the finals by beating his former team, the Clippers, with his former coach of the Hornets, Monty. So there's a, there's a lot of poetry going on here. You just toss in toss in James Harden Rockets and somehow the OKC, maybe a first-round pick somewhere. It's, it's all Chris Paul. But when it comes to that push, Patrick Beverly. I mean, Patrick Beverly is one of those players where he's such a, a defensive enigma. Like, he's like... Draymond Green, but more like archaic, anarchistic. Why does he have to be such a jackass? Why does he have to do <laughs> stuff like this? Like, this yeah. was just such a cowardly move. The guy's facing away from you and you push him to the ground. Why? Because he he dumped a three on you on your ass? Like, like, come on. Like, that's just like what an immature petty thing. I get that you're in your emotions. I get that you're frustrated. I get that. But you just look stupid, and that apology, I that that feels like such a PR move when you say something like, "My bad, that wasn't meant for you." Then who was it meant for? Was it meant for Booker? Was it meant? Were you were you gonna push Monty? Were you gonna push Monty over the Gatorade stand? Like, what were you gonna do? Like, who was that meant for? Like, I don't believe it. I the the guy does some punk stuff, and it's upsetting because. I'm one of like the two people on earth who would have defended Patrick Beverly in general as a player. You do stupid things, you win stupid prizes. Patrick Beverly, uh, maybe you could take the next five years in Cancun or in Shanghai. I don't know. But the choice is yours. You keep pulling stuff like that. You're going to be thrown out real quick. Yeah. And a couple of things to add here. I think that, you know, very happy for, for Kyle Lowry of the West to finally make it into the finals. You know, I, I remember feeling so bad for him on the Rockets when they were up on the Warriors and they had a chance and they were up 3-2 and then he got hurt in game six and that was it. And you, you had the feeling, especially, a you know, one one year later, two years later, like, was, was that it? Was that his last chance at trying to make the finals and that would be it? And then he goes off to Phoenix and you're just like, well, yeah, they were fantastic in the bubble, but... You know, is, is he kind of reaching, you know, that over the hill age and, and can he really carry this team? And, you know, I got to give credit to Jason, actually. He, well, when we did our, our preseason predictions, he picked the Suns. <laughs> yeah. He baby. picked the Suns that's as the baby. surprise team of the year. Well done. And, and here we oh, are. It's all about momentum. It's all about momentum. Yeah. And uh, I, I will actually toot my own horn. I am the only one who has Phoenix winning the championship and with CP hey. winning MVP. I'm still holding on to that prediction. 
Um, but let's bring it back to to some of the points that you brought there, uh, Andre. You know, you know, did you do you guys remember? Uh, oh man, I don't know if you, I know you guys. I don't know if you guys watch baseball, but like there was a time. It was the World Series, the Yankees versus the Mets. I don't know. I don't know if it was even in the World Series, but it was a Yankees versus Mets thing, and, and Roger Clemens, um, sorry, Mike Mike Piazza, tried. Uh, he had a hit, and then the 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 bat broke, and then Roger Clemens picked up the bat, a, sh- a really sharp shard of the bat, and threw it at Piazza, Ooh. and it started this whole bench brawl and whatever. And then you could see the him mouthing it, or his his reasoning for the the quote unquote misunderstanding. Clement said, "I thought I was throwing the ball." Are you kidding me? What? So this happened. <laughs> I don't know, fifteen really? years ago or whatever. So and and his reasoning for it was, "No, man, no misunderstanding. I thought I was throwing the ball." First of all, you don't mistake those two. Second of all, he wasn't <laughs> even throwing it at first base. He was throwing it at Mike Piazza while he was running down to get to first base like it was a ridiculous thing this is what i think of when i think of pat beverly saying i didn't mean to push you what the hell you were surrounded by 10 phoenix suns players what the hell were you yeah. doing so that's my little rant oh on my pat bad beverly. i thought you were aiden like oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> that doesn't make it any better <laughs> oh no I, I thought you were campaign we do this all the time we, we did this in the bubble i swear like yeah, what are yeah, you totally. talking about yeah so uh, i i uh, i guess where I'm at with Pat Beverly is, is that due to his history of frustrating players and this being the most sore losery way of exiting the playoffs, I, I think he needs to, he really does need to be suspended next year. I don't know for how long, but you need to send for the message five there. Years. Yeah. <laughs> for, for send the next him point. out. Send him out. The next five uh, years are yours suspended home. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But yeah, that's that's my my two cents on Pat Beverly. Um, again, mm. happy for Phoenix. Happy that you know they, they are the ones that get the extra rest. And you know what? I'm happy also that they celebrated like it was a championship. Like, I'm sure there are people, there are trolls in the internet who are like, "Wow, they didn't even win a championship. They're celebrating like this." It, it really did look like the celebration of the Raptors when they won the championship. But this is a franchise that's wanted it. Let them celebrate, you know. And then mm-hmm. if they celebrate again in another two weeks then all the power to them because they have earned the right to celebrate they have earned the right to be the favorites heading into the finals regardless of their opponent so yeah i'm happy for phoenix i'm happy for kyle lowry and i'll stick to chris kyle paul lowry? being the finals did i call him kyle lowry yes could oh. be oh boy well, i'll stick to <laughs> I, i'll stick to I chris what paul I say. being the mvp <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah yeah just one quick thing you know you brought up the celebration Chris Paul's never reached the finals. Uh, Devin Booker barely is an all-star. DeAndre Ayton is never recognized. Uh, all, first All-NBA, the NBA doesn't even remember these guys exist. For a lot of these players, like they've been slept on their entire careers. This is monumental. Let them celebrate. 100%. Yep. Well, all those people who were waiting after uh, the Phoenix Suns came back home, that was like a celebration of it on its own, and it looked incredible. So I am happy for the the Phoenix Suns fans. I'm happy for Chris Paul as well. And when it comes to Patrick Beverly, can here, this is the thing. Patrick Beverly is all bark, no bite, but he is a kind of he's an agitator, and he knows what he is in this in this league. Uh, when it comes to that, you know. Emotions got the best of me last night. Like 
yeah, I do agree that was a PR move, but it would have been worse if he didn't say anything at the end of the day. So, you know, Patrick Beverly, have fun in Cancun. But uh, I do think that, like, you know, in all seriousness, Dre, I do think that the, the league should find him at least because that's that's egregious, man. You can't just go to someone in the back of, you know, uh, push him in the back and that could have caused some serious damage too, some whiplash or whatever it he is like, hit his head no on the floor or something yeah no matter what chris paul said or didn't say chris paul has been that for his entire career so was patrick beverly so if you want to if you want to be kind of you know childish then you should be fine i guess for you like, you're you're in a position where uh, you know kids are watching you and you don't want this to 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 be on your legacy and like that that sucks that sucks for patrick beverly again i'm glad that he said something at the at the least i know it's probably just a pr move but it would have been worse if he didn't say anything okay last point before we go bro do you have you guys been watching any team canada all the time baby he is there it is dre i know that you're a busy busy man but when it comes to team canada it's kind of fun one just watching Nick Nurse coach again with his uh, with his squat uh, on the, the sidelines. Miss the squat. I love that squat, man. And also watching this team, like it's a lot of fun watching players like, like I said, Lou Dort, Andrew Wiggins, Dwight Powell, uh, Chig. Wait, uh, NWA. What's his name again? Oh yeah, Nikhil, Nikhil Alexander Nikhil Walker. Alexander Walker, um, unbelievable. These guys are playing fantastic. The first game against Greece, eh, a little iffy because it seemed like they were they were kind of getting used to each other uh, at first. Um, because you know it, there's no scouting involved and and they only have so little time to to actually practice with each other. But now, I mean, you know, China probably isn't the the best tier when it comes to opponents, but they look they're looking good. So they're only two wins away from going to Tokyo for the Olympics. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if they reach a podium? That would be fantastic. Final thoughts when it comes to uh, Team Canada, Jay or Dre? Yeah, I, I've been very impressed by by how Team Canada looked. And yeah, you're right. You hit it on the head. They looked a little out of sorts against Greece, but that was to be expected. Greece has a really very, good league. They're, yeah, they're a very talented team. They have mm-hmm. the advantage of chemistry. That's what a lot of these teams, countries will have, is the advantage of chemistry whereas canada has the advantage of just sheer talent right and a lot of the times in these tournaments where it's one and done chemistry wins you over that's the type of 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 ingredient you will need in order to survive and greece almost did canada made the right adjustments give credit to nick nurse give credit to the players stepping up and they made the right adjustments and pulled out that victory against greece china adjustments not were not really needed so much it was just just a talent uh, advantage. And so I look forward to the semifinals. They're up against Czech Republic and NBA player of note, Thomas Sadaransky played for the Bulls this last year as Trey Kirby of the No Dunks pod pointed out. He is 3-0 and against Canada. But I would like to remind him that it's actually 3-0 and against Tampa. So I'm not too worried. <laughs> Canada should prevail against Czech Republic. And then... It is a do or die, you know, winner go home or stay home, I guess, against the winner of Turkey and Greece. And right now the favorite of that is, is Turkey. And that would mean a date with Ursa and Ilyasova and, and uh, Chetty Osman. So they have a couple more NBA players. So anyways, it should be very exciting. 
Raptors fans, we don't have Raptors to watch. Do you really want to sit around and watch the Bucks? No, you don't. But Make some honest? time and watch <laughs> Team Canada. Um, yeah, I can't say too much because as he pointed out, Jason, I've been very busy uh, doing stuff for Films Fatale, unfortunately. But, uh, well, fortunately. Or, fortun- but, or fortunately, fortun- yeah, yeah. Fortunately, but Major unfortunately fun. for basketball-related stuff like this, like, uh, you know, the Team Canada. But what I will say, um, and I feel like anybody could point this out, Seeing that we even have a chance, that makes me feel so good about what basketball's become in Canada. Because for a number of years, Team Canada was just like, yeah, you could try. But the fact that they legitimately have a chance, and you're looking at all these players, which I know Anthony Bennett might seem like, you know, the draft bust joke or whatever. But he did make it to the NBA, and so did RJ, and so did Wiggins. This team is made up of players and we're excluding ones like Tristan Thompson, Canadian-grown players who have made it to the league, and it's proof that the nation has taken the sport seriously, and its growth has been fantastic. So on that level alone, I'm incredibly proud, and I hope they do as well as they can. I mean, the Dream Team this year in the States, I mean, it's really good, really good, but we've seen also better, and we feel like it could also be better, but... Still, they're probably going to dismantle every team, but you never know. Canada might make mm-hmm. it. They might make it to bronze. Who knows? Who knows? I'll be proud of them either, either way. Go Canada. This year has actually got me more excited for 2024 because you have you don't even have players like Shea Gilge Alexander, Jamal Murray, Cam Birch, Chris Boucher. Like if if let's say all every everybody has come back healthy in the next couple of years, this team might be might be the one to watch uh, when it comes to the Olympics. All right. Oh, sorry. One more point. Uh, one more point. If mm-hmm. Canada does prevail on Saturday and Sunday, and if they do claim that one available spot, the additional time between now and the Olympics could open the door for some additions to the roster. Mm-hmm. So right now, eight of the 12 are from the NBA, but that could increase to 10, maybe even all 12, because a couple of the players who couldn't make it are currently in free agency um, situations or trying to come back from an injury. Now, it's not going to be to the point where Shea or Jamal Murray could come back, but it could mean that, let's say, Kem Birch's uh, free agent situation is fixed and he could play, or Kelly Olenek, or as you mentioned, Tristan Thompson. So like, there could be additional help coming in the Olympics. So the excitement is totally warranted. Mm-hmm. And just a quick little plug on when they're being played. Four o'clock on CBC. You can even watch it free online on CBC Gem. Four o'clock on Saturday. And should they prevail, seven o'clock on Sunday. Look out for that, ladies and gentlemen. And anyone can find me a Lou Dort license plate. I'd be very happy. <laughs> Dre, where can I find you, brother? You can find me on Twitter at Andreas Babs and follow me on my film editorial and review website, Films Fatale, F-I-L-M-S-F-A-T-L-E.com, no spaces. My top 100 short films of all time is dropping July 5th, so be sure to check that out. Every other subsequent list is going to be some sort of uh, element of film, like, you know, the music, the screenplays, the cinematography, before my lists involving television early next year. Otherwise, you can check out my film related podcast called the k-cut which i run with a few of my friends and we have a series called the cinematic sword the cinematic smorgasbord where we each recommend movies to each other that we've never seen before 
That's going to be dropping July 6th. So check that out as well. Jay, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Rosalisaurus. You can find my writing on Raptors HQ. And I don't really have anything to plug right now, but just be on the lookout for stuff on Raptors HQ. Otherwise, yes, sir. over to you, Jason. Yeah, man. You can find all of us on That's a Rap Pod and make sure to follow us uh, on there because, you know, we'll we'll throw in some quick tweets here and there during the Raptors playoffs. As, I mean, not, not the Raptors, but the NBA playoffs as well as Team Canada when they face the Czech Republic and whoever else is in the finals. Uh, but until then, everybody, that's a wrap. <laughs>